Welcome everyone, doesn't matter if you are watching this on YouTube, welcome, hello, this is my little gym over here, I'm Marcin from Wings of Sports Science and we're kind of restarting a little bit the podcast, if you are listening just on the podcast and I will try my best to make everything audible to you because I'll be taking a little bit of notes and you can see that on YouTube, so if you're on a podcast, check out the link below and you will be able to have some visuals for it. Anyway, we are a little bit uh, addressing a very current topic I'm here to talk to you about and how to pretty much fix the current higher education and well online generally teaching situation. Yes, for all universities, for all polytechs, for all type of diploma institutions, anything that provides courses with a degree at the very end or a diploma or a certification of anything. These are hard times and these are times we're going remote, going for online teaching. And that ain't working, isn't it? It really isn't. Well, we're here at um, Wing Supply Sports Science. I have a sports background. We're all about, I am very much about, well, to be honest, guys, girls, anyone, professors, doctors, maybe some students, I'm about enhancing human performance at any level. Yes, from sports, it's very obvious, you want to do your very best very best at all times, you want to have all the details there and well the idea is to chase perfection somewhere but while chasing perfection you're not going to be able to get it because it's, it's, such, it's such a small margin of error especially at top level sports or any level of sport really uh, but we can catch excellence excellence and well, last year of our program, we renamed it now to Accelerating Academics, and it's pretty much the idea. The idea is to take all those approaches, all that knowledge, all the science, all the tools, all the methods, and actually bring it back to academia, bring it back to academics, bring it back to lecturers, scientists, to the whole design of the university, and help them out. And well, now, now, right now, well, right now, it's pretty much how do we do this best? What, well, how do we move on? How do we? What do we do now? And what do we do this year, next year? Because this, right now, has shown that, well, universities are far behind, like far behind. Maybe some of the up-and-coming certification places and institutions are a bit more up-to-date, but classical higher education institutions are far behind, and that would have happened anyway at some point. This kind of massive chaos for everyone, and it was unavoidable. Sooner or later, this kind of change in the styles, change in the delivery systems of how we deliver knowledge, because this is what we are, we're in the knowledge business. It's about delivering knowledge, teaching people, empowering them, giving them the skills, hard skills, soft skills, any type of skills, and give those young people the abilities they need. Now, more than ever. I mean, imagine they're going to be coming out of this crisis Will they come out of it? How will they come out of it? And in the end, it's up to you guys. All of you. All of you, independent of if you are the lecturers delivering it, the tutors helping out, if you are the course coordinators, if you're the admin staff, if you're higher management, lower management, part of you know the different school, deans and vice chancellors, it's in, in irrelevant. All of you, everyone depends on you. And so, like as I said, this would have happened anyway. It was unavoidable because the classic design of front-end teaching, where I am the lecturer, I deliver to 400 students and everybody listens, it's outdated, it's inefficient, 
and it actually doesn't work. So if you look at the rates of people that fail in complex topics, or the rates of people that have terrible marks, the rates of people who proceed, the percentage of people who actually end up working in their respective fields of study is so low. So something's not going quite well. Plus, on the other side, so that's for the student side. If we look at the lecturers, the people who deliver it, who should have the passion drive, well, we can check out our now first podcast from last year, which actually was watched quite a bit, and I apologize we haven't continued, but we weren't quite able to reach you guys, the academics, the people, the smart guys and girls. Well, actually, well, there's more girls in academia, by the way. So I should say they're smart girls and guys. I wasn't able to reach you, but in the podcast we showed that quality of life, over hours, everything is it's through the roof. And well, what's happening right now? You're working more, you're working less. Is it stressful? Are you scared? Well, it ain't going to be better if you don't do anything about it. So, why the heck should you listen to me? You'll be like, a, if you're a dean, if you're an associate professor, professor, or if you're just a lecturer, you might be like, oh, this guy is in this garage. Yeah, that's correct. Some fancy clothes, and well, he's probably like, well, barely 30 years old. That is also correct. And what? From a camera, the internet, sitting around on social media, oh, I'm going to show him. I'm going to. I'm expecting some amazing comments from you guys because I know that some of you, I know you personally, and you're going to be highly criticism, criti 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 critiquing this. You'll be saying all of this, and I'm saying it's impossible. It's not doable. We can't. We just have to survive. Ooh. Okay, let's start with me. Okay? Yes, you might be able to. Uh, you, you don't have to survive. There's going to be way more problems coming up. But why listen to me? Well, for starters, I like my garage. Yes, it's my garage and this is also my gym. I have all my sports gear here. I have a, a nice little logo that I brought with, uh, without, with me from Australia. And I like it. It's wood. I know it's just plywood, but it's warm. It's nice and lots of light. It's easy for me to do this in front of the camera. I can move around, do some squats if I get bored. I'm a bit stiff. And close. Well, I like my shirts. You should have the whole shebang. Proper there. Shoes. I can show them. I got the camera. There. There we go. Because I like wearing this. I don't get to wear this that often. I feel good. And right now, more than ever before, if you don't feel good at the place where you are isolated, quarantined, or actually in a lockdown like we are here in New Zealand, if you're not comfortable at home, at your work part, your work area at home, your rex area at home, if you're not comfortable doing that, you're not going to do well. And I want to do well. I want you to get out of this podcast, of this video, wherever you're watching or listening to it. Come out and see, yeah, I can do this and I will do it and we will deliver an amazing course program, certificate diploma in the next year. So that's why me and well, also young, that's correct. But young people are now getting more voice and more impact than ever before. We see in Finland young, poli young female politicians taking over. Here in New Zealand we have young politicians. 
right? everywhere, in all areas. So this whole age thing, it's not happening. And to be honest, a lot of young people, a lot of us, scientists, academics, we have been, we have been completely ignored in this current pandemic. We have been saying for months, for weeks, oh, pay attention, here's some data, here's this, here's that. Young people, they're resourceful young people now as they go through the internet. They, they find the information, they know what's reliable, what's not reliable, what's valid. They kind of have an idea. And they're like, oi, why did we do that? Why is no one listening to us? It's the same thing uh, as future, uh, future, uh, Fridays for Future, Future Fridays. Environmental, young people, young people themselves, not going to school and demonstrating. So, age doesn't matter. Look past this, or look at it and see, that's me, Anna Garage, talking to you, and I will show you how you can do your course much better. How do you feel good about yourself? How do you end up, well, what do you, whatever you want right now. So what is it? We have those of you who might be the students. The students, well, what do you want, really? Right now you want to feel safe. Generally safe, health-wise safe. But also safe in your position as a student at your university, at your polytech, wherever it is, really. Plus, you want to feel safe that the university, that the institution is going to deliver. They're going to like do everything. Oh, because hey, in most countries, English-speaking countries, education ain't cheap. If you're lucky in some of the European countries, you might still be studying for free, and that's great. But if you're paying money and you're getting your value out of it, I'm sorry guys. That's not good. So then we go to lecturers. The lecturers, well, you have to figure this thing out. You're in the process of, whoa, you've been like, you never went surfing, you're like, oh, I'm on the surfboard now, okay, maybe I try this, and a huge wave coming, you have no clue what's going on. This is what the impression I get. I have from some of you different sources, different posts, all over social media, different news articles, like serious kind of scientist lecturers reporting, writing how hard it is for them right now, and well, there's lots of information, advice, tips, tricks, how to go online teaching. And a lot of misinformation, to be honest. A lot of unthought, not thought through, and a lot of this, let's just survive. Well, yes, we want to survive through the pandemic, that's obvious, but in a professional way, that's not good enough. And for me, with my background, I, I, I am all about this develop excellence. Pursue perfection and catch excellence. From a sports perspective, it works. From a team building perspective, it works. And well, in science, if we don't try our very best at that level of research and teaching at higher education, tertiary education, what are we doing there? It's not good enough. If we're just trying to survive, this is, that's not really like, sorry everyone, but you gotta do better. You gotta do better. Okay? So then we have the last group, we have the students. We have lecturers, most of you probably in that position, independent of what level you're at, in that hierarchy. But you have some of the deans, associate deans, research deans, some of the management, administration management, some of the vice chancellors, and I hope I get this out to you. 
and I wish you listened to it fully. What do you want? What do you want right now? Well, I, I, I think the answer would be something like successful period of transfer, right? And the audience is successful online teaching. And well, as an institution, you want to make sure you look good. Yes. Whether you like it or not, you want to look good. That's what mostly matters, because what happens later, and whenever that is, I'll talk about this in a second, will decide by how do you look right now towards your students, inside, internally, within your own organization and institution, with your administration and your teaching staff, and your research staff. But that's important. So, my question to you now, that's what you want now, but, well, what later, like in time, if you think about it, move it on, future, and one year from now, what, what result is the one you want? What do you want in one year? Well, I think students, well, students probably, you still want to be a student, am I right? You probably don't want to just drop out or not be successful or anything. You still want to study and you want to finish your study. Some of you might be in the last year of studying and I really want to graduate and then, you know, move on, whatever that is. It's a whole different story that I, I, we're trying right now. I'm trying very slowly but whew, as quick as I can, acting with, acting with speed, uh, deliver you information, deliver you tools for the students in our project that's called Brain Boost, a program that we just built, I just have built up over the last month or so. And well, now I want to make sure that that's just for students, for students to work on themselves, especially in this period of, well, little crisis, to be honest. So students, right? You want to be still a student and you want to progress. You want to progress somewhere. Go with the change, go with the wave, not just get stuck in the position you are right now. Lecturers, what do you want in 12 months? Well, you still want to have a job. <laughs> I'm laughing, but that's the reality. You still want to have a job. And on the other flip side, you also want to be good at it. I think most of us in the field of academia, academia whatever sub-area, sub-field you study, whether it's the sciences, the arts, or the economics, mathematics, whatever it is, most of us chose that because we have a certain passion and drive and love for it. Especially for your own area. That you did your research and your PhD and then you moved on maybe a postgrad and then you just a step. There's always this little bit of if, if, if you didn't get to do what you truly like think is amazing, even if it's your own little world, and that's sometimes it is. For me it's like one little type of exercise, muscle, one type of muscle work that I love because I think it's, it's great then I'm sorry for you, really. But you should really pursue that. And if you are pursuing that to a certain degree, well, and if it is partly teaching, and if you love teaching, then, well, you want to be good at it. So that's the three things for all of us. Where Whatever part of the system of higher education we are, we want that. Yeah. And well, the reality is that if you think right now, independent of who you are, as a lecturer or as a student or as part of the management or the board, 
board of the institution that you supervise. But this is over in four weeks. Or this is over in three months. Come on. Seriously? Come on. Like everyone saw the data. Everyone knows the data. Everybody sees that. Everybody knows, as I said, nobody listened to us there people. Nobody listened to us scientists, especially to young scientists. They might have been like on, on it with some R models or some high-tech more data. They're all out there. We know this is, we're all in here for a while. I think that's at least, at least a year. At least. Before we get back to anything more normal, less remote, less online, more face-to-face -face contact. And that's socially, professionally, on any level, really, in life. So, we all want to perform well within our institutions, independent if we pursue a degree, if we pursue the teaching, if we pursue actually running the institution. So, you want to think about those 12 long-term goals you have. This, this kind of idea of what will happen in a year or two after the pandemic is kind of under control, hopefully. And if you're just looking at the short-term goal of survival, I'm telling you, you will fail. It's, it's guaranteed. There's no way that you will not feel. Because if you want to reach these goals, yeah, if you're a management, you want to make sure that you stay competitive, right? So after this, you're competitive. You get enough students. You get students from anywhere, from internationally, nationally. You make sure that you've got some money in the bank, but you also make sure that your course has looks good, right? As I said, you want to look good now, but you also want to make sure, wow, we did this very well over the last year. So, ask yourself, how do you achieve this, especially you in the higher ranks and the decision-making positions? If we look at sports performance, well, there is formulas, there is science, there is knowledge, there is data that shows that, <clears throat> well, primarily you have to look after your people. Your people in your organization, if they are healthier, mentally, physically, if they like their work more, if they have more time to do the part of the work they love most. And if, if they actually are able to progress and still be social in this kind of physically distancing world, world right now, so you can develop a culture together. All these factors, they've been shown to work, they've been applied by, by Microsoft, by Google, by Apple, all the companies that give people, you give, use these this knowledge. And yet, and yet, as shown in our very first podcast, um, in our first YouTube video for, well, what is hype and health? May never die. That's what we call it. A little bit cheeky, uh, you know, elbow punch to the end of Game of Thrones. It's a bit this year now outdated, but well, we're going to go with it because I still think that if you are hyped for something and you are healthy, you will never die, you will never die for your attitude, you will never die to the mindset you have for your work, any performance goes through the roof. And this has been shown in sports, it's been shown in organizations, and yet, those people who have produced the data, those people who have produced this knowledge at universities, at polytechs, done the research, they don't apply. This ain't happening. If you don't want to believe me, look up other people's books about high performance. 
Look up the book about the All Blacks, one of the most winning teams, uh, the, the most successful teams in the world as a team, as a collective group of people. It's called Legacy. And they have 15 mantras, if you like so. And there's a lot of them, they're all good, they're all very detailed and they pick their size, but they really built this. So we're struggling. And well, now most of you are struggling. So some, what, like, I have four good ones I want to like, just slightly touch on before I move on to the actual world. How do you deal with it? How do you deal with it? Well, when you are on top, change your game. Well, most of us are probably right now not on top. But if you so far had a great course, you had like the best teachers, you know, this is going really well. We have lots of students, they're all happy, we're doing quite a little bit of research here and there. There's lots of working, we're looking good in our can star ratings or whatever fancy questionnaires you have there to give you little stars, which they're there and I'm not making, well, I make a little bit fun of them, to be honest, because no one cares. If people are looking at your course in your different fields, they're looking word of mouth and they're looking the experience from other people, they're looking where's the good researchers, where's the research, if they're into research, if not, they're looking into the type of delivery systems. How is it? Is it online, offline? Is it mixed? Is it just front end? What is the, what's the content of you know, the, the subjects? Is there up to date stuff? Is it modern? Right? So, if you have a good course, change it. And if you're one of those providers that just works online, there's online universities, online politics, online courses nowadays in the grad. They give degrees. They're fantastic. It's amazing. But if you're just going to sit back there, everybody else is going to catch up. No tick. Who knows? Maybe those universities will be government funded. You're government funded probably. Very low chance. So if you're already online, change your game. Change it. Do it differently. Then ask why. Why are we doing this? Why are we trying just to survive? Just to get, so we can get back to our regular stuff, right? Change, everyone is scared of change. All the time. That's where we are. We're very, very rigid. Inertia. Inertia is so strong enough, we don't want to, we don't want to change. Huh? Ask why. It's probably why you're trying to survive. Because you feel stressed. And stress is nothing else than just fear. You have fear of failing, so we're just going to stick and just going to grab onto what we know. Just, no, 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 no. Stop doing that. Really. And I, I know some of you will be now commenting very hard or sending me emails or saying, oh, Margie, like, oh, that sounds all golden great, but we can't do this. You don't understand. You know what? I don't really care if I understand your institution. No, but what, what I do understand is that Online courses are they're out there. Free. There's YouTube. There's everything out there. There's lots. I take a little take a little jab in a second about that. What I understand is the students as a young person. I, I, for 20 years I had the fortune working around IT, around sports, and around learning anything online. I learned most of my languages online. I, I English I wouldn't be able to talk to you right now if I hadn't had people teaching in different ways. Would it be possible? Because I've been to internationally different, many different countries, high education facilities. I have friends all over the world. Talk to them all the time, and we all, always the same concepts come up. Doesn't matter where you go. It doesn't matter where you.
So therefore, always ask why you're doing something. Right? Always ask why you're doing it. Because independent of where you go, you will see people at any level are just trying to survive. And that's not a good why. That's not a good reason. Then, number three, aim for the highest cloud. As I said, pursuit of perfection, catch excellence. Right now, if you're just trying to survive, again, if you're just doing the minimal you can do to not stress out, to, to stay stable, right? So we can get, oh, we can get back to teaching face to face. So what we know, it's not going to go back to this. It's not. The reality is, if this is going to take one year, everything is going to change. And as I said, it would have changed at some point anyway. From and teaching is dead. It's dead. It's ineffective. It doesn't work. You know it as scientists. You got it out like, oh, there are some, some occasions where it works much. Yes, you know, the old methods are useful at some point. No, they're not. Yes, there's very rare occasions where me presenting to a thousand people, five hundred people, one hundred people could be nice if I hold it very short and I give them a little bit of what would I say? Inspiration, motivation, like nice global, like big horizon picture. Yes, but if I'm teaching the details of muscle contraction and I have to actually explain the mechanics behind what's happening, or if I'm teaching biology, or other aspects of biology, or if I'm teaching high-level mathematics, and you can't stop me like now, you can't pause me, rewrite me and do it go again, how many of those 500 people are going to understand anything? Everybody's there for two hours. Everybody's wasting two hours of the time because they're not working at their optimal situation. So therefore, that's not good enough. It's not. I guarantee you. It's not going to, it was, it's designed in the 1800s. It's designed a long time ago by Aristotle and other Greeks kind of, they made their own university and that's it. 2020 people. No. So aim for the highest cloud. Number four, plant trees you will never see. So right now you're grabbing to your job, you're grabbing to your stability, you're grabbing to anything that you just want. Oh, it's important to me right now. But what about the students coming next year? There's going to be no students starting. New students hopefully starting up. If you do your job well, if you deliver value. If you aim for per perfection and if you, if you catch excellence, what then? What are for the lecturers that come after you? Young people, all about media, technology, all trying to, coming out of this pandemic, all like, oh, wow, this time, this one time where there was this, everybody went online, wow, we learned so much, it was great, we could change around, and what if they come to you and they can't do that? They have all those, they just get stuck. And you push them down, you repress them. Not good enough as well. So, last one, write your legacy. So therefore, don't just plan for the future, but also how do you want to be remembered? Especially for those of you who are deans, associate deans, CEOs, or vice chancellors, board members. And if you don't want to be about this whole oh, I want to be remembered, that's too big for me. Okay, what do you want to have next on your CV in five years? Development, design, and successful delivery of an online hybrid higher education course? Or maybe not. You think that's gonna be you think that's gonna be a strong point in the future? Man. Come on. 
This is going to be it's going to be the number one reason for employment in the future. If you can't pull these things off, if you haven't done very well in this time, if you can't go back and show that, oh, this is what I did here, this is what I did here, this is the year, oh, that was great, yeah. They're not going to take you. No one. So, so what do we do? What do we do if we don't just survive, if we don't just, well, just replicate it, right? Because you think, you probably think, okay, we're going to go online, we're going to take our lecturers, we're going to tell them to record and go on, you know, Zoom or, God forbid, hopefully not using Skype, uh, Blackboard or whatever, and you're going to do all these fancy things, we're going to do some online tests, maybe little quizzes, okay, okay. But all you're going to do, you're going to take your offline face-to-face -face course and you're going to do it again. I like those stuff. You're going to just push it on them. They're not going to work. Especially now, if you're asking that from your lecturers, from your tutors, whoever is delivering it, like the, that's the brain, that's like the main mechanic of your whole education system. It's those people. The people come first. And I'm all about enhancing people performance. Because better people, better people make better workers, better lecturers, better athletes make better all blacks. That's a straight up quote out of the book Legacy. So how are you going to do this? Well, let me start by a little story. When I started my undergraduate degree, uh, I was like hoping for this diploma five years in Germany where you can just like pick your course every semester, adjust it to your working schedule. Oh, and then you can, even if it wasn't your direction, you could like pick up other courses and just go in those seminars and do some work there. So I wanted to do a little bit of medicine, a little bit of biology. I was doing sports science. I like one direction of sports science, like performance oriented, sports and performance. But there was other like tourism and there was rehabilitation. I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick here and here something. I'm just going to make sure my schedule isn't overcrowded. What happened? Woo! Didn't work, eh? Because they introduced bachelor's and master's in Germany pretty much one year before I started. And I was like, whoa, I have no idea, I don't understand it. Because no one understood it. No one. No one. And well, how it was designed, it was a school system. It was like, here's your schedule for the semester, this is what you do. Okay, I did it. And this is the semester I want to do. And the first two semesters wasn't too bad. It was a lot of lectures that were, could have done much better, really. Um, there was a couple of seminars that were great, but then after the first year, so then it was three-year degree, and after the first year what happened, it was just seminars and lots of practical stuff. We did a lot of practical sports. <coughs> Excuse me. But what happened then is that all these seminars which you went to was like, you know, 20 people, 25 or something, and so that's not bad. And it was okay at the start first one but this is a seminar is about environmental physiology so like when it's hot when it's cold when you go into high altitude things like that and i was like okay um, okay i'm going to make now groups and you're going to in your groups you're going to prepare a uh, presentation next group uh, first group is next week you guys you have seven days it's a bit of a you know everyone has to be someone will have to be first and you're in a group you do a presentation 10 minutes uh, or something like that and that's a great we're going to grade that and it's not bad, like, you know, if you had one or two of those, it's a little bit of uh, soft skills, uh, organization management, group work, that's great. But I had nine seminars 
for two years almost, one and a half years. Always group work, always great like that. Yeah. And you know how students like group work? They don't. No one likes it. Because it's unorganized, it's not done well. It's not designed in a way that's challenging, and it's not always designed in a way where everyone in the group has a task automatically. Doing this yourself, yes, it teaches you a lot of soft skills, but it teaches you nothing else than social dynamics. Social dynamics in any groups are the same. You always get the same kind of role that people kind of grab themselves or give given by the group. And it depends often by their predisposition to learning, predisposition to how they take action, predisposition to how much do they like to lead or listen, lead or be led. Science. So it doesn't work in a, in a student environment if you, oh, all those classes are there. And everybody hated it. Always complained about it the whole time. So there was a feedback session after, I think, a, half a semester or a semester, I don't remember. Well, what we talked about here and there, a couple of things. Well, no one was talking about the group problem. So I stood up, I talked about it. And I'm like, okay, in the most professional matter, I'm a very impulsive person. I'm Polish, born and born. And I'm like, we're like the, uh, I think most Eastern, Europe, Eastern European countries would be like that. We're a bit like Italians, like very like, ah, yeah, yeah. Very fast talking, and uh, I was calm, I was very collected, and I delivered it and I said, okay, this is a problem, and I was told straight face, face, no, it's not a problem, it works very well. They knew, they knew from the start it was shit, but they didn't want to change it, and we couldn't adjust, and we couldn't uh, make our own schedule, and we talked all about these problems, and nothing was done, nothing changed. Then I graduated, I moved on, and I did start doing my master's there, and like half a year into my master's, it was like big news, oh, we made these changes to our undergraduate. And you know, like, guess what they did? Every single point we talked about. From the start, it took us probably a week or two to figure out every time the problem came up. We young people were like, boom, that's a problem. Boom, that's a problem. Boom, that could be done better. Boom. I told you so. My favorite thing to say. Yes, it's, it, those people are terrible. I, you, you would, if you know me, you know I'm like that. I'm like, I told you that about a year ago. Because you don't listen to young people. I said that before, but this is changing. And they didn't listen to me. They didn't listen to us as a group. Nobody stood up and defended it because they were all like, oh. They saw their reaction. They saw they knew it. They saw this was all planned and they would not do anything about it. So I wasted my energy complaining about it. I wasted my stress and my feelings and my emotions. I mean, like, why is no one supporting this? Why are you not doing something about it? Because also they were not chasing excellence. And people didn't like that course. They didn't attend the year after, the year after. But then they changed it and got better. Oh wow, woo! I told you so. So you gotta listen to the people that are giving you advice right now. And this is what I want you to deliver. I want to deliver you the advice that you need. You need to actually implement modern teaching styles, modern, modern delivery systems, and you have to completely rethink the way that higher education works. You have to make not an evolution, but a revolution. So what do you do? Here we go. If you want to truly reach those goals we talked about in a year, as a student, as a lecturer, or if you're a higher management CEO or dean or anyone, then it's in decision making decision decision maker positions. You need to do one thing first. 
Let me position here. I'm just going to write that down. We're going to see this. So you need to do very simple because you got to ask yourself, what do you need to do right now? And you need to ask this to your kind of main part of your institution, which are the people who are delivering it, the people who are day-to-day -day in contact with the students and like, instead of being like, they have to be like, okay. So, you're doing right now, you're just taking, as I said, you're taking your class and trying to push it online as much as you can. I'll do it online, do it online, do it just, just lecture online, just try, do something else and like, the reality is that Students still want quality learning. Lecturers, you still want to be good at it. You want to deliver quality. And the reality is, you as decision makers, especially you right now that I'm talking to, associate deans, deans, all types of vice chancellors, you want to look good to do that and to be future proof, to reach your goals in 12 months to what you want to be. You need to do this. I can already see some of you. Some of you are like, oh, that guy has no idea, he doesn't understand it. I do. I do because I've been through this, I've been for 20 years in that the space, interested in the space, working in that space. I, even at, at one of my universities I was part of developing a video course where people were making little instructional videos which are super popular right now, like since the last five, six, seven years. But doing that almost five, six, seven years ago and I saw the movement, the movement of online and self-education is out there and I know how to do it and the number one thing you got to do because of the, all the reasons I told you because all you're trying to do is to survive you got to cancel your semester of course if you keep going if you keep going, going right now probably those factors that we talked about, for your, you want those 12 month goals, right? In 12 months, you want to look good, you want to have a good course, competitive course, you want to de deliver your knowledge with quality and be good at it, you still want a job as a lecturer and as a student, you just want to feel safe and still be a student and progress. Because right now, go through it. Management, you ain't looking good. Because the students can see that what you're doing right now, that's like just an improvisation, you're just trying to survive. And it's mainly pretty bad. Considering how much money the students are paying for one of your courses, what you're delivering right now, it's terrible. You guys say, oh, but that's all we can do. No, you can always do better. I believe in you. The students, they, they, they rely on you. They trust you to sign up at your university, to sign up for your course. They maybe even went there if they're really into their field because you are the researcher there. Lecturers, you want to be good at it and you have no idea how to do this. I can do this. I can like switch from here, right on here. You don't know how to do this, most of you. You have no idea. 
Then again, you think I can just take the course, put it online. That's special management's going to tell you right now. Like, management, you want to look good. Do you look good? You don't look good. And the students, you want to feel safe. And you, like, you want to feel safe and have quality. You know there's no quality. Just look at it, what they're doing. So, to actually give your main mechanics, your main machine, your lecturers time to figure out, what did I ask? I asked, what do you need to do right now? And the answer by your lecturers will be, number one, figure out how to do this. I should have given you a little bit more pause, like, think about it. But no, I'm telling you, figuring out how to do an online higher education tertiary degree course is the number one priority so that you can do it with quality, you can learn how to do it, you can deliver it with certainty. Right? That is number one objective. So therefore, cancel your semester. Because then you gain six months at least. And if you don't get exactly six months, make it at least six months. Because if you're honest, we know that this is not going to take just, you know, a couple weeks. No, this is going to take at least. I think it's at least a year based on the models that we have seen from all around the world. Unless you're maybe in South Korea or Hong Kong, Singapore maybe, or Taiwan, those countries who have actually done what the researchers have recommended, then, then you might be alright earlier. But you probably, if you're somewhere, somewhere else, you're probably at least a year. So, you got to cancel the semester, and if not, you make it at least six months. So you have six months of time where you can, you know, here, you can do the following things. You can reform, excuse me, reform, right? Then you can go a good old storm and run. Literature people will be happy now, hopefully. So, Sturman Drive, you basically do the brainstorm. Brainstorm of figuring it out. And you will need help for that. You can't do that just by yourself. As a, as a school, as a department, or as a university. You will actually need professional help. Wherever you, wherever you talk to me about this, wherever you find other people that have experience in that, wherever you get with your IT department and your designers and your artists together, because you will, we'll talk about this in a second, you will need that help. It doesn't matter. You need the help for that, so I'm going to say here, pass help, right? Then you need to do your revolution, because I'm just going to mark this. Oh, excuse me, that was terrible. There we go, revolution. Your revolution, basically, everyone, it's important. As I said, if you take your previous box of face-to-face offline course, plant it into the online space. It's not going to work. 
And I'm talking now especially to you, higher management. Everyone that's decision makers, everyone that thinks, okay, okay, cool, that sounds good, Martin. All right, actually, that makes sense. We need time to do this properly. We need time to actually chase perfection and do this, get that excellence in it. And maybe if we don't get it right the first time, at least we have a good base there. Exactly. But if you then think, okay, so we just get the whole thing, we reform the whole university and throw it all across all our, you know, courses, all our degrees, all our areas of different study, maths, bio, biology, chemistry, all the arts, more the literature stuff. Stop. It's not going to work. There's not going to be drastic, massive differences between it. But all these areas have little nuances that might require different changes in for example, the style of delivery, the, the, the delivery systems, the me teaching methods, the connection with students. So how do you like make it a collective, a group situation? So don't, don't, don't think. So in this revolution, you have to understand, I'm going to push this over here. In this revolution, you have to understand, everyone, that... It's red. Online does not equal offline. Very important. Online does not equal offline. So I have for you everyone, and we have the timeline here. If you're listening to a podcast, it goes from 0, 6, and 12 months. And the first six months, the minimum you got to do to reform, to start and grab, to grind, find the help, and then start the revolution of your own course. And then from revolution, it's important to understand for that particular point, that it's, it's not the same, it's not going to be the same as doing a face-to-face -face offline course. It's not going to work. There is since years, almost a decade now, of online courses. And you can go through the internet, you'll find anything that you deliver on an undergraduate level, you'll find it there already. And it's probably better that you're doing right now. Better, excuse me, repeat me, let me repeat this. It's already better than what you're probably doing right now on a very basic level. There's crash course on YouTube, super big. There's lots of other channels that deliver knowledge about different sciences, their own little niche. Veritasium, Kurzgesagt. This just like the big ones. There's a lot of small ones, they're very good. Plus, plus, there's Udemy, there's Coursera, there's Teachable, there's an edX, there's, oh, I have a couple here, <laughs> Linda, who's been bought by LinkedIn. It's not just a random thing, they actually realize this, oh, yep, Online courses are going to be big, and they already are big. So, it's not going to work if you take your box and you put it back. It's just, uh, excuse me, you take your box and you put it forward and just put it online and make the same thing, exactly the same way you're doing. If you just hold your lectures online, like two hour lectures, 90 minute lectures, not going to work. It's not going to work, I guarantee you. That's not the way you can deliver it. So, I said you need to reform, storm and grind, help, revolution, and from there you need to build that course. And actually I should here, when you're watching this, I'm just going to write build, build and deliver. I write this after six months. So we had reform, a reform, stone and grind, based on plus get help and revolution from zero to six months, which is now, 
And then after six months, you start building it and then deliver it within after the six months. So I'm saying the build is kind of, I should probably kind of make it here in the middle. But the reality is that if you can't cancel the semester, at least right now, you have, you're lost. This is lost. If you can't do this, you're lost. And well, you ask yourself why, right? So why? Why, why do I have to do this? You're going to say, oh no, we can, we can get through this, we can survive. And then later, later, yeah, later, I don't know what that means in your world, but I have no idea what later means nowadays. Yeah? But later, then we can do it properly, we can get together and make this right. No! No, 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 no! I'm not even trying to be super dramatic, but that's like, I've heard this so often before from like high-level executives and high-level people with lots of influence, decision-makers, it never happens, nothing happens later. You have to do stuff right now. You have to realize the future and make the future yourself right now. So, if you don't do this, now this side, so I'm just writing down simply in red, if not, if not, cancel now. If not cancel now, what's going to happen? So, the load on all, and you know what I mean, the load, the physical load, the mental load, the, the stress and the fear, the fear of failing, the fear of doing very, very bad. The fe stress is nothing else than fear. I said it before, I'm going to repeat it. Stress is just fear. Because you ask yourself, why is stress? Why is stress? Right now, because I feel like I won't be able to actually deliver, you know, my, my lecture properly. Okay, so why 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 are you why do you think you won't be able to deliver your lecture properly? Because I think I'm, it's not going to be good enough. Why do you think you not be good enough? Because I didn't have enough time to prepare, or why didn't you have enough time to prepare? Well, because I have to do it right now for next week or for today. Why did you have to do it right now or for next week or for today? Because that's the only way. Because I have to somehow survive. And why do you have to survive? Well, because otherwise. I might lose my job, I'm going to be scared. So you're scared. You have fear. If you keep asking yourself why, you can see that. And so the load on everyone, it's going to be the load as well. Later on, you will see kind of the effect of those institutions that have not taken action, not adapted, that have not done this properly, that have not pursued perfection and that didn't get excellence. They get just some mediocre stuff. And even if you do apply, but then you apply, as I said before, if you are, again, one of those uh, leading positions and you feel, oh, I'll just do this across the whole university. No, you're going to get an average, you're doing this for an average, right? You're going to get average results. If you apply average methods, you have an average attitude, you're going to get average results. Or even worse, if you're just trying to survive, you're going to just get survivable, the minimal results. And that's the same for your students, that's the same for your lecturers, that's the same for you, the leader, of the university, or the polytech, or any other institution. So the load of everyone is going to go massively up. Not just right now, but also later. Because later, those institutions that do well, they will have a bomb of a course. They're going to be doing a hybrid course. 
you know, they're going to have all the materials already ready to go for next year, for next semester. It's going to decrease the load on the lecture. They're going to be so good. Oh, I'll talk about this in a second. Alright? So, and then the quality is already dropping, but it's going to drop even more. Because everyone's going to get massively burned out from this process, or else it's not overwhelming. They're going to need even more. They're going to need more weekends to work. I'm pretty sure everyone already works weekends, based on our first video that we did. But, well, it's going to be more now, more hours. So, you're not going to be able to actually deliver and perform. Right? There's principles from sports that we know how to live, how to stay healthy, how to stay mentally focused, how to stay in the moment, what you do and be good at it. And that's not happening. It already wasn't happening for academics, but this has just got worse, massive. So, plus, not excellence. I actually reverse that. Not good. Enough. So I wrote down three things. Load and offers up, quality of, of teaching of the delivery gets down, therefore students get nothing for their money, and therefore also, you don't become good enough because you don't learn how to do it properly. And therefore, your whole course is not future-proof. So therefore, why you have to do it? You have to do it so that the load decreases on the lectures. There is a team, as a, as a culture, as a group of people, like the top performing teams in the world, they actually increase performance, like Google with their workers, like Apple with their workers, like the big companies that are extremely successful. You've got to apply these principles you got to work on your people. Better people make better lecturers, better scientists. Simple. Because you want to increase the quality. You can actually, with this period, if you cancel your course and you make the content properly, you redesign the curriculum, you make an amazing course. You can actually run later a hybrid course. A course where you have part online and part offline. Where you actually deload the lecturers. Imagine that you actually deload the lecturers. They don't have to contact anymore. They just have beautiful videos out there, redesigned, not 90-minute format, shorter. It's easier for the students to absorb. They can watch it over and over again. You can have attendance, attendance via knowledge and via problems. So you can actually ask your students to do that before, and then you can actually address this in one-on-one -on -one FaceTime. And you have an amazing hybrid course. The students are loving it because instead of sitting there for two hours just listening to Babylon, and probably 60-70% of students are not getting anything out of this, and you just wasting your voice cords, like I am a little bit right now, you actually can do practical stuff every single time you see them. Every single time. And that has, that has real teaching tools. So you can actually implement way more professional development or professional work placements where you can actually work, maybe spend almost the whole course just being part of a company, part of some application that you're doing, part of a science experiment. So you can actually do stuff and teach them by doing practical lessons. This is easy for me to say in a sports science or in an um, exercise science scenario where you can do lots of practical stuff. In some cases it might be hard, but it will enable you to actually work on real world problems, something that, you know, all those universities have all those words, they always kind of advertise with these marketing words, or real world application, you know, or excellence in teaching, and all this stuff that you use all the time, 
You know what I mean. You know your own ads. You know what you see around your university and how you around your polytech. Everyone uses this nowadays. This is the time to actually do that, to be a leader in higher education as a group, as a culture, and realize, oof, this ain't going good. Stop it. Cancel it. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Because if you don't do it, furthermore, your competition will overtake you. As I said, all those other courses, they already exist. And students, young people, they will realize, hey, why, why am I paying thousands of dollars for, for, for this university? Why is this good? So you think, okay, so anyway, they're going to overtake me anyway, marching, right? And, well, no, not really, but... No. Why, why, why do you say that? Why, why do you put that up in your thought? Are you, you, you're stressed and scared again. You fear, oh no. So, if you manage for now, oh gosh, we have to compete with Linda and, and Udemy. We need all these professional people now. No, you have your professional people. No, because... You have your professional people. What, what all those systems and providers that exist online don't have is what I talked about, your main mechanic, your main people, the people that you should be like building up, supporting and like boosting in their performance, enhancing human performance. That's what I love and that's what I talk about most. This is what I'm telling you you got to do. And what you need to do for that, you need to cancel your course so you can actually enhance your skills, enhance their abilities, bring in help, brainstorm, revolutionize, then build it again to give up and then deliver it and be awesome. So what do you people have? You guys, lecturers, professors, tutors, course coordinators, what you got is the following. You got passion. I'm not saying some of these online uh, people don't have passion, they're fantastic, oh my god, they're so good. But you chose the path of going to higher education, of any institution. You've done a little bit of research, probably. Yeah? Or you like so much into teaching, you always want to just be teach, just teach. So you got that passion, right? Then you got the expertise, because you should be to some degree doing research, already done it. Plus, you might be for a couple of years in there. Or if you're younger like me, you're just like really loving a certain area. I love training, I love eccentric exercise, eccentric training. That's it makes me fire up. I can talk the whole day about this. This is the other thing I can talk about. Performance enhancing. Can you see? Passion, expertise, performance enhancing. Yeah, I'm going to say D here. D for drive. You got the drive. It's there. I know. I've seen it in all of you. Everyone I ever met were like, this is what I'm doing, this is my undergraduate thesis, right? or this is my honest thesis. I know undergrads don't often have thesis, but I had one, for example. Oh, like, yeah, I want to really do this, oh, this is so good. I want to improve this area. I want to have, if I have, you know, the little circle of kind of your, your, your little world uh, of size, excuse me. Your little circle of science, if we imagine it around here, right? You're somewhere with your area over here. Didn't quite work. Over here. 
and you want to just, you kind of want to like just push it a little bit, right? You want to expand it, and that's the drive. So PED, I know, I know, sports background, you know, but that's your illegal advantage to everyone else out there. You got passion, you got the expertise, and you got the drive. So if you apply all of that, let's take this back here. If you, if you apply all of that, you got to do the following things. You got to do the four C's. Let's go back. Four C's. The four C's are you need to cancel your course and redesign your course. Completely revolutionize it. For that, you need to think about your curriculum. Right? So the curriculum cannot be exactly the same in a hybrid or online area. It doesn't gonna, it's not going to work. It's very important for you to understand that. I said that before. Taking your, uh, your offline face-to-face, -face, what you have done for the last 10 or 20 years or longer, God forbid it was longer than 5 years and you haven't actually redesigned it every couple of years. Probably haven't. And just take it, put it in the online space and put all the pressure on your lecturers to like deliver, deliver, deliver. And of course, not just deliver, but also give us all the admin stuff and all the, I don't know, random forms you fill out or something. How are you doing? When you contact your students, so we can later use this for our PR. Oh, we've done very well. If that's how you're trying to look good, it's not helping at all. It's actually making everything worse because they're already so pressured, your lecturers, your tutors, the course kind is so pressured to do this thing that they don't know how to do it. As I said, they're asking themselves, what do you need to do now? I need to figure this out, how to do this. So give them space by cancelling your course so that you can redesign your course, redesign, re-understand your curriculum, deliver amazing content, right? And build, the last thing, build communication. Communication, oh, one sees too much, I apologize for that. Build communication, <laughs> build communication with your students in a way that works in the world in 2020 with a COVID-19 pandemic. And after that, and after that, and whatever comes next. Because if you take this, if you take your PED, your illegal PED of academia, of any higher education, and you apply it to your four C's, and you apply it, and you take those six months out at least, and if you then reform, get help, make a beautiful brainstorm, revolutionize it, and you build it, and then you deliver it, you'll be competitive. You're going to look good. You may make your students feel safe. They're going to progress because they're going to be doing something nobody else is doing, probably. Plus, they're going to learn new skills. Yeah, you might have to involve them in the process, actually. Why not? And your lecturers? Well, bless the Lord. And not just now. That's the thing. Not just now. So, if we have a look here, right? So, if you now design... So, let's make it now. Right? And future. From our first podcast that I did, we clearly shown, being a lecturer, a scientist right now, it's a disaster and a quality of life. That's it. 
There's lots of admin stuff that's completely unnecessary. Everyone reports it. And you're right now putting on more admin stuff on them. And that's even a greater disaster. So, well, what can they do now? They can build all this content. So they can build their course, their content, everything right now. So all the, con course, the content right now. They can design methods of communication and test them, right? And these contests and methods, they will kind of develop into like a synergy between the people that are delivering the students who are receiving it, and everybody else that you need for help. If you look at the best, the best online little knowledge courses that there is, if you look at Crash Course or Kurzgesagt, yes, they have the amazing animations, but you don't need super amazing animations, but you could get them. So you will develop amazing synergy and new skills, so you will be good and what you do, and all of that, all of that will transfer in the future. So let's make a quick picture. In the future, can you reuse this content? Can you simply take your beautiful online material, have redesigned, maybe in smaller chunks, redesigned into different practical classes that you do? Because you can go still to the university, even if you're locked down. You can go to university in your car, you're still locked down. You can get camera system from somewhere, that you can clean it, and then you can maybe do practical sessions. You can record these. You can later even do any type of analysis. You can record your screen if you're doing more biological stuff. Or if you're doing more chemistry, chemistry analysis. If you do anything that requires software, you can, you can do that. You can teach that. Not just show them the science and the reason behind it, but you can actually teach the method. There's extra skills that maybe you haven't done before. So all of that you can reuse later. This means later, if you ever go back to a front-end design as a lecturer, you don't have to lecture anymore. No, you actually become a teacher and an a supervisor for your apprentices to actually like do practical problems, do more skills, do more practical lessons. And that's way more valuable. You know that. I don't have to explain that to you. But the methods of communication, if they work, if they don't work, well, you can test that. They can reuse it. You can reuse discussions later. You learn something from your students and the people you're helping with. And this is the synergy, the synergy of the new skills. Everyone, so think about it like that. It's all there. You can you can you can you can build all this stuff by yourself. And if you take use of if you even make use of the departments you have, these are amazing institutions. If it's universities, I know you have IT, arts, you have design departments, you got media communication departments. These people know this stuff. They can do this better than I can improvise this right now. Whatever I need to do. You had to use this period, this, as I said, cancel period. You gotta use it to up-teach everyone, to include a team if you can. Imagine the synergy you can develop between departments for actually designing amazing, amazing content for your students. For redefining 
the delivery processes, for redividing uh, the, the style of teaching that you're doing. On one side, you will have, let's say, the videos that you might use. What type of videos? The length of the video. You can ask your informa informatics department for their design department, they can help out with that. Right? Then you need, maybe, uh, next part, you need a little bit of help in the art, basically. How can I make this look nice? So not just the te technique behind it, but you make nice. Plus, actually, for the technique, there's lots of tools nowadays out there that I have used in the past, tried using it for different things that have been built, where you can actually, I can show you, if you ask me, I want to show you those very easy tools where you can make those kind of inform information little videos yourself. Like uh, you can use this here, as I said, like I'm using with a whiteboard, with a tablet, or you can make whiteboard videos with little animations yourself, and they're not hard. Once you teach them, it's going to figure out it's very, very fast, and you can teach concepts very quickly. So there's actually a self-sufficiency that can be achieved over time, but there is no time right now because you're still trying to survive. And that does piss me off a little bit, the more I think about it, because there's all this potential here that I'm showing you. And you might still be questioning it. You might still be like, oh, I'm trying to type a comment much, and you don't still don't understand. This is so complicated. It is not complicated. Because you can get this help over here for your videos, for your art and the style. Plus, you can maybe use the input that you get from the help from people like me, who are just love it to do it, who've done this for you, who actually want to see people excel and improve and have a better quality of life instead of working harder and, you know, working more. No, no, no. Work smart. Work less and play more. Because the more you can actually enjoy this process, the less you have to talk for two hours to a crowd that you know half of them are on their phones, you know half of them are not even attending, and the other half, they're probably not even getting anything out of it. There's maybe ten, five students that are like, oh, taking notes and stuff. And I forgot to tell you to take notes. God damn it, I should have. You see, I should have said take notes. Science proven, you're going to remember 80% if you take notes and participate. I can't make you participate so much here, but at least I can you know, ask you to take notes. And then, lastly, you can deliver a better course now and in the future. It's simple. It's very simple. And you can see, if you do this, everyone's going to benefit. If you try to realize that this is, right now, it's the time has shown that everyone's behind. Everyone that has done face-to-face, -face, standard teaching is behind and it's likely is behind. Not prepared for this situation, not prepared for the future. You want to be future-proof. And right now, who's going to sign up for your courses? I don't know. No one's going to be want to be face-to-face. -face. Everybody's going to be able to be like, oof, maybe I can do an online course. That's cool. I can stay at home. Yeah? So you can be with that. Plus, international students, I know a lot of universities, especially in Australia and New Zealand and other, everywhere pretty much, they rely heavily on international students. What about your local students? What about that? Plus, there's free stuff everywhere. Very easy. Very easy to learn. Very easy to find if you're a young person and it's for the people who are looking after this, the people who you are responsible for. These are your students. Not all of them, some of them are you know, a little bit further along the age range, but that's okay. They're also young in spirit because they're trying to 
learn something new, that love their own feet. Those people especially, they change their life. They're trying to do something amazing. They found finding their passion. They want to move there. They want to progress. They want to feel safe. And your job is it to deliver that. I'm not supposed to point at people, but it is true. On one hand, I love academia. I love science. I love that there is institutions that should be the highest level of knowledge, the highest level of thinking. That's the business we are in. Thinking and knowledge, that's it. And yet, and yet, everything we know and we have shown, we don't apply this to ourselves. We don't use it too well enough at all. And on the other side, there's students, young people, who are like, they want to really do something amazing. They love, most of them, many of them, choose something they're really interested in, and they get disappointed. Either, either because they really pick something wrong, but this is the minority. Most of them just struggle to understand. They struggle to learn. Because the environment you provide is not good enough. So if you really, truly believe in all those big words that you use in your marketing campaigns, if that is truly your culture and identity as a higher education facility, as a provider for those young people, in age and in mind, and if your lecturers want to achieve that goal of, in 12 months, I still want to have a job and I want to be good at it, this field is changing. You gotta adapt, you gotta learn how to do, you gotta figure this out. So you gotta go, you gotta get together and you gotta go to your upper management, you gotta go to your deans, to your vice chancellors, you gotta realize this is not working, this is not the way. And as students, you can support this too. You can voice your concerns that, hey, this is, I don't feel safe here, like I don't feel safe in my education, like this doesn't seem good enough. And what's gonna happen next semester? And I'm worried, I'm worried, because I see this firsthand for people that I, I know are lecturing and I, I'm worried because not just social media, but personally of people that I talk to and uh, of course chat to as well. And it's not looking good. It's really not looking good. And you can see that I, I am, I am, I, my whole heart is in that. We have our Accelerating Academics program that I'll be pushing now a little bit more again. I will try to, if you are an academic, if you're a lecturer or scientist and you need a little bit of help, in your quality of life right now, talk to me. Talk to me, no worries. If you're a student or if you know your students or you, have, you know students or you want this for your students, talk to me as well. We've developed a brain boost program to boost brains. It sounds, far, sounds a bit uh, quirky, but it's one of the main points to make them a better person, to make them future proof. But now, mainly, you can see I, I, I generally want to help this area, this group of people, this field, our collective culture of amazingly smart, crazy, passionate, as I said, passionate driven people that have so much expertise, so much knowledge. I want them to have a good life, to do well, and I want everyone to benefit, everyone to benefit from this. So if you truly, if you truly think you're one of those people, I, I, I want you to talk to me. I want you to check to me. I want you to send me an email. I, I want to help you. Wherever this is one-on-one -on -one just to you as your lecturer, as you the lecturer, or is it maybe, maybe you are higher a dean. I know I have one or two deans that are, might see this or not. 
If not, then get together, share this. Share this clearly with other of your lecturers. Share this with a group. Make sure they watch to the end. There's a lot of people can't watch for Listen to this to the end if you're in the podcast. And actually realize that, yeah, if we don't do this properly, I keep rubbing my table, but it's, it's just, ah, uh, we're in trouble. So share it with your people, with, with your colleagues, and try as a collective. I can make a collective Zoom Skype, well, not Skype, sorry, Zoom call, or anywhere else, but Skype. I can have a collective video chat. Or brainstorm yourself, see, yes, we like this as a collective. Bring it up to your upper management. Bring it up to your vice chancellor, dean, or whoever is included in that, who can have influence, who can see the direction happening in the future. And get him involved. Get him on the call. I talk to them. And if you are yourself in this position, please get on the call with me. Write me an email. I will talk to you. I will help you. I want to. I, 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 I can't see anything else I can do right now to help the people I care about most. Outside of my family, of course, and outside of my you know, significant others. But all of you, you're amazing people. You're so smart. You, you do so cool work, like work that actually helps the world, actually helps the little field. If you make, if, if I can help you develop those people and yourself better as a person, physically, mentally, in your mind, in your body, if you can make your work environment and your work situation better, you're going to become better people, better lecturers. And if you can become better people, lecturers, you're going to do better work. You're going to teach better. If you teach better, students are going to be better. If you do that, there's going to be more people that are smarter. And therefore, we're going to get more amazing research. We're going to progress better. Not necessarily always faster, but we're going to find errors more faster. We're going to find the right ways faster. We're going to find cool new science. We're going to improve the world, not just in your own little area. You're going to improve the world as a whole. That's what I want to happen. That's why I want science to be there. That's why I want higher education institutions to survive this flood. Because this is a flood. Not just a pandemic, but this is a, this is a tough time. So I'm asking you, please, contact me and we'll get through it together.